0: Strong Dad wants to thank Quality Auto Mart for joining us as a sponsor. Quality Auto Mart was born in 1985. They are owned and operated by Mark and Nancy Repke. Quality Auto Mart provides all the services, repairs, and maintenance for your vehicle's needs with a three-year auto parts and labor warranty. They offer complimentary vehicle safety inspection and estimates. Also, they offer a shuttle service, and the fourth oil change is always on them. They are located at 7307 on State Road 46 in Batesville, Indiana. Make sure you give them a call at 812-934-2301.
1: Welcome to Strong Dads. This is Merle Hutchinson, and today I've kicked Kyle Crawford to the curb, and I have a special guest. I'd like to welcome Tony Schroeder to the Strong Dads podcast. Tony, how are you doing today? Great, Merle. Thanks for having me. Okay, so... Um, just a f- little bit of disclosure here. Tony and I uh, have been friends for some time now, and we are involved in several different projects and different things together. And I think, um, you know, it's important to know that a lot of uh, the reason why I've invited Tony to be on our show today is because we have some, uh, some interest and some passions that align. Yeah. And um, so I've mentioned many times before on the show that my wife, Linda, and I, we um, operate uh, a ministry called Rock Solid Families. And Tony, you've been part of helping that get off the ground and and the work that we do for marriages and families there. But in particular, um, there's a part of Rock Solid Families that we call Strong Dads, which is this podcast. And there's just some other parts of that where there's always been a um, not always, but I would say in the last 15 years, this thing that has hit me that we have a dad problem here. Yeah. we have, and and that was from my years of working at the elementary school as a counselor. That you know many of the situations, the kids that were walking in my office, uh, you know, I could just go, "Wow, well, what's the dad situation look like there?" And it was never very promising. Okay. And so I connected that dot a long time ago. And now um, I'm doing some of the work that I'm doing, but you're doing it um, also in a slightly different way. And so we're going to get into that a little bit today. Okay. Okay. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of the work that you're doing. And then like, maybe the, the question, why, you know, why why do we do these things? All right. So um, let me let me thank our sponsors, and then we'll get into some of, of our conversation. Strong Dads wants to welcome Quality Auto Mart uh, for being a sponsor of the Strong Dads podcast. So, for all of your automotive needs, whether it's fixing up a car or even looking for a golf cart, you can go to Mark and Nancy Rebke at Quality Auto Mart, located outside of Batesville, Indiana. Also, we would like to thank Casey's Outdoor Solutions for being a sponsor of the Strong Dad podcast. So as we are recording this, it is coming into the fall season and mums the word. And so Casey has a boatload of mums down there. So for any of your landscaping, hardscaping, or even gift needs, go to Casey's Outdoor Solutions and he will take care of you. All right. So... Tony, let's talk for a second. G- give me a little bit of your background. Like, let's g- let these guys know who you are. Um,
0: well, I'm pretty native to this area, actually from northern Kentucky, but grew- born and raised. And um, I spent most of my life in a, in a business, in a meat processing business. So I did a lot of traveling all around the country. So as I got older, I struggled to have roots in the city because everything I did was outside the city and other places. But I do have a family. Uh, my wife, Kelly. We've been married about 22 years, and I have four children, Allie, Megan, Anthony, and Colin uh, at home, and, um, uh, and and lots of other kids that uh, come <laughs> and go that we allow to live with us as they're going through life and trying to figure life out. Um, but the majority of what I like to think that uh, I'm focused on is really living out my calling um, to Jesus uh to be the man, full man that he has um, created me to be. Mm -hmm. And I'm pursuing that, I think, uh, this final chapter of my life. Yeah. So um,
1: you talk about some of the other visitors that come in and park at your house. Um, So your youngest son, Colin, is how old? He's 18. He's 18. So you guys could potentially be, you know, empty nesters, so to speak, pretty soon. But you invite other, um, mostly, I would say, younger men into the house, and they're men that you see are in a hard way, in a difficult place in life, okay yes. And so I, I want to just maybe for a second talk about like, you know, why, why do you do that? I mean, you you just retired from a, a lifelong work. You could have freedom to go travel and do all kinds of things. Why do you contaminate and pollute your house with all of this work now? <laughs>
0: right. Well, I think that the, the big answer is I have an eternal perspective okay. and having an eternal perspective, my goal isn't to achieve worldly things in this life, but it's to do what I'm called to do. Uh, the real prize to me is being in heaven, uh, With our God someday. Mm -hmm. And so all of us have things that um, He's gifted us to do, and He's shown me this area of my life that I think He's equipped me to do, and Mm -hmm. I'm doing the best I can walking through it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely connect with a lot of that.
1: Let's talk a little bit about what we can call the um I'll, I'll copycat um, and plagiarize the the book the boy Crisis. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the boy crisis, which by the way, any of you that want to know more about what we're talking about, um, Dr. Warren Farrell wrote the book The Boy Crisis. I've referenced it a couple times in different shows. Um, It is an incredible piece of work of bringing together and shining a light on actually what this crisis is and why we're using the word crisis. Because um, where the boy goes, goes the father in terms of if if he's a boy who's having problems, he's probably going to be a father who has problems. And then that father will create another boy that has the same situation or problems. And so the cycle goes and it really runs into so many different areas like we know that um that boys that have a not very good father or an absent father have a highly or increased likelihood for um drug use for Mm -hmm. crime for uh um, out of wedlock babies Mm -hmm. all right um for dropping out of school so all of these different things and we always want to point the finger at so many other things well the schools need to be better well the churches need to be better and and i think you and i would agree that yeah that's we can all improve there but until we deal with this father boy situation we are not going after anything more than the symptoms yes all right and i mean that's that's what the boy crisis book talks about that's what i see actually in my work um i can't tell you how many times like when i'm working with a guy in my office doing man coaching um and i have a guy who's struggling um i will almost always say tell me your dad's story tell me your dad's story and it is mind-blowing how often I hear the the negative of the dad's story he wasn't present um he was a jerk um he was an alcoholic every once in a while I'll have a my dad was great mm-hmm. I mean I'm talking like one in ten maybe okay mm-hmm. so it you know the elephant is in the room, and I think um part of what we're doing is trying to address that all right and so Tony. Tell me um, a little bit about you. I don't know how many guys you've pulled into your house. Okay. But um, what what do you pour into them? Like, what do you see yourself actually giving to them? Right.
0: Well, um, I didn't have this all figured out in the very beginning. But what I noticed is uh, my boys would bring other young men mm and they liked what they saw. They saw two, a mom and dad who loved each other. Hmm. Um, they saw laughter in the kitchen. Hmm. They saw meals together. They saw prayer before meals. And so some type of a semblance of family, hmm. this desire of some kind of security and joy, th- that's what I started to pay attention to. And then, um, I started realizing, because in some ways, uh, some of these boys,, um, based on them knowing my story, probably from my my sons, think I'm worldly successful, that mm-hmm. there's something there that A, every young boy might want to achieve mm-hmm. And so what the credibility that God has given me is these boys have some interest in my life. Mm-hmm. And while they may think It looks a certain path that the world might tell them. The reality is my path wasn't always a happy path. Mm -hmm. And so in a nutshell, these boys are looking for direction. Mm -hmm. Uh, I hear that most often. I just want some direction. Mm. And their fathers aren't there to give them their direction. Their fathers are worried about the next girlfriend. Mm. Their fathers are having children. Uh, that are becoming their priority outside of that initial family, Uh, or their fathers have addictions Mm. uh, that make them unavailable, and many of their fathers may have passed away Mm. or abandoned them. Uh, So over and over again, you have, I see hurt and pain in young men that um, may show that in different ways, anger, getting in trouble, or just quietness, but it's real. And um, I think that's what got me involved that uh, they actually wanted to know what I had to say.
1: Yeah. The idea there that they were seeking uh, a little, you know, sense of peace, a little bit of peace in their life. You know, um, you mentioned, um, and I think I took this for granted, um, the value of being around the house, laughing and joking in the kitchen, having dinner together. Mm. Um, I, I was fortunate i grew up with that Mm, yeah i grew up with that as well as i believe most of the kids in my neighborhood did like that we'd always talk about well dinner tonight you know and that was a common thing when i was growing up and mom and dads were together and back in that day never really thought about it like you just did it it was dinner time and now we know that through research the most valuable time that a family can have together. The most valuable time a family can have together is dinner time, all right? That's where counseling takes place. That's where relationship is built. That's where um, conflicts are resolved, all right? That's where laughter is had. Mm-hmm. And when you remove that, you take away the the regular diet of yes. processing the world. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that is just crazy. I, I think that's so, you, you know, I know several of the boys that you work with and you really wouldn't pick them out of the crowd it's not like they look different or they're all tatted up and and they look criminal or something like that like these just look like regular guys Mm -hmm. okay um so tell me you, you know i don't know like how long how long do you feel like you um are guys wanting to be in your presence in your house you know, do they come in and it's just like you've invited them in and they can leave when they want? Or do you have, is it any kind of organization in your mind? Like, Hey, if you're going to stay here, you need to stay here for this amount of time. I mean, it's not like any kind of, um, set program,
0: is it? Yeah. We never thought of it that way. Um, you know, we, uh, have considered what the circumstances are and, um, we've been comfortable uh, with the way it works. And, uh, typically, um, sometimes folks would just, young men would spend the night a lot of times on the weekends. Uh, sometimes they just come over and visit. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, we had one young man that I challenged. He wanted to live in a cabin in the woods, which we had, and, uh, he lived in the cabin in the woods for <laughs> about a year and he got that out of his system. Uh, and so the cabin didn't have any running water or anything. Did n- it? No, he, he hooked up some solar power. I helped him pay for that. So he had enough to put a refrigerator, but no running water. It was on a pond. And, uh, you know, he had this dream and I'm mm. a, I'm a guy, Hey, chase that dream here. Let me help you. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, I think he checked that box, <laughs> but, um, you know, we're pretty open. Uh, God's been good to us and protected us that, um, we're just available. We try to be available.
1: That's a key word, right? Mm-hmm. Available. Um, so, you know, what, um, what are some of the outcomes that you have actually seen from these guys? Okay, so you open your house up, all right? Can you actually say, hey, I think we've seen some good here? Or mm-hmm. is it just a very unknown and basically you were a pillow to sleep on kind
0: of place? Yeah. Well, my personality is one, and I don't know if everybody could identify this, but my profession, my main profession, was to be a salesperson. Now, a lot of people think maybe not good things about salespeople, but if you're a professional salesperson, you realize it's a process. Mm. And so you don't feel rejection from the process because the sale isn't, it it may happen at any time. Mm. And that's just my mindset, that I don't give up on anyone, mm. um, that no one's too far gone, that uh, that's just not my mindset. My mindset is to build a relationship because I authentically care about someone, and at the right time, the door will open where they'll be able to hear what I'm saying. Mm. And so that's what I you know pay attention to. Um, that's how I think about each person. Uh, as they come into my life. Man,
1: that is that is so mature and it's so thought out because um, I've always said that I'm a terrible salesperson <laughs> because I, I want it now, right? I, I mean, I'm excited. You should be excited. Let's go ahead and close the deal kind of thing. And if it doesn't happen, I get very frustrated. Right. And I know through, through training and education, they're like, no, this is about the relationship. And you never know when somebody... You know, It might be five years from now where they call you up and say, hey, I remember we talked. Do you still sell this stuff? And the next thing you know, you've got a sale, right? Right. So, man, walking through Christian
0: faith is so much that same way. Yeah. It's that same way. People have to buy when they're ready to buy. Yeah. And it's important that I don't want any person to think they're a product because that's that's not what I'm saying. It's the attitude Mm -hmm. that I'm not going to write someone off. And I think that... um, you know when you talk about like what are some of the outcomes that i've had it, it's it it's all across the board i've had kids respond wonderfully i've baptized kids who wanted to become mm. christian young men. I, man men i've seen them grow beyond what i ever thought i could do i had one couple tell me rewrote that young man off mm. and you just baptized him wow now Lots of people go and do that. This isn't about Tony Schroeder because lots of people poured into that young man's life, but we all have to be available. We don't know at what point we walk into somebody's life. But I have some people that um, I, I think were too far gone. Hmm. Uh, they were being poisoned by their mother, uh, by the kind of music they were encouraged to listen to, just the words, the vulgarity, the, um, the lifestyle. Many of these kids get poisoned by mm. boyfriends and girlfriends that come outside into the family and disrupt the family mm. and then move. And these are things, while I understand divorce, that's that's part of my painful past that I try to teach, talk to these young people about. I understand it, but as parents, we have to be very thoughtful about allowing people into our family that mm. aren't necessarily permanent. Mm. But I see... All these disruptions. So I have this plethora of kids that do fantastic and kids that fall by the wayside. My belief is, my desire is, if I can help them sometime in the future, they'll go, yeah, I can trust this guy. Yeah. I- I'm going to call him up. Mm. You know, um, that's
1: an interesting point that you bring up about how we can intentionally or unintentionally invite other people or things into our home, into our life that, uh, have a great influence, but it doesn't always necessarily mean to the positive. It could be, the impact could be negative or positive. And I think, you know, we don't realize, um, how, especially a, a 15, 16, 17, 18 year old boy, how, He is at a crossroads. He's no longer a boy. He wants to be a man, and now he's searching for validation. He's searching for purpose. He's searching for fun and excitement. Mm -hmm. And anything that flips his switch right, is is going to be um, something that he he goes toward. And so this is, I mean, we've all done that. Like we all, not all, but I would say most of us guys have had our days where we went off the rails a bit. Maybe it was a little Mm -hmm. bit of partying. Maybe it was out with people we shouldn't be, those kind of things. But uh, these guys, when they have no structure in the home that you're talking about, the availability of solidness and and just that predictability – they'll gravitate towards whatever they can, mm-hmm. right? And oftentimes, it's these dangerous things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it speaks to the idea, without what you're doing, guys are going to find something to quench them, mm-hmm. all right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's a gang, whether it's a drug. And so these all of these things, the the, the guy won't stay in limbo. He will find something that in his mind, thinks is going to quench his thirst but the well runs dry quickly Mm -hmm. right and so i just love the idea that the word that you're using there about availability Mm -hmm. i just have to be available to be able to give them um the better the better things the fruit Mm -hmm. of what you have Mm -hmm. very good stuff there um so what's your what's your hope for these guys well
0: um the truth is um god has provided me a an amazing life everything doesn't go fa- fantastic for me but i have a joy and a peace inside that uh i do really want everybody to experience and that mm. may seem odd to an outsider um life isn't easy um but i'm excited about my life mm. and so i think my 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 The the final outcome, because I told you I have any paternal perspective, is that someday I'm with each of these men in heaven someday, and that they bring their wives and their children along mm. with them. That's my hope and desire for them, because in a nutshell, that's all that really matters. Mm. Um, because life may be very difficult for some of these fellas and families. Uh, so th- that's, that's my dream. I dream that for them. But it's not just that, that, hey... Right now, they're making decisions about their life that are gonna to lead to the messed up adult. Mm. I did that. I tried to become an alcoholic I mean I literally mm. if i could have if I didn't get sick so easily, I probably would have been an alcoholic mm. before I was thirty. I was divorced two times. Mm. I was miserable mm. I was unhappy and um yet a lot of things look good. I made good money. I had a lot of things going on in my life so These young men are going, well, I want money. I want these things that look like success. Well, they don't necessarily bring joy and happiness, and there's still messes in their life. Mm. And at the end of the day, you know, God showed me through his word how to be a father and how to be a husband and how to be, you know, a man. And I think that's a lot of what your work is that you're talking about, and there comes a lot of satisfaction and joy from that. Mm. And um, I want to pass it on. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, what's your greatest fear? Uh,
1: and concerning this situation, these yeah. these
0: boys, and what you're doing right now, I can't tell you I have any great fear. At the end of the day, we all have free will. I mm. can't force anybody to go down a certain path. Um, and so, but all I can do is expose them to an. Uh, another lifestyle because they're getting exposed to all kinds of lifestyles. Mm. And, um, and you know, it's important to me that my witness looks right. Mm. I think about that. You know, if my marriage isn't right and I need to go to counseling, I'm going to counseling. I'm whatever it takes. Mm. Uh, I recognize that I need to, so maybe those, those fears are that I keep my witness where it needs to be, that it's authentic, that it's real. But as far as they go, While I want them to have the best life they possibly can, it is their life, and they do get to choose. And sooner or later, we have to grow up and say, I'm not blaming mom and dad anymore. Mm. I'm responsible for the outcome of my life, and uh, what am I going to do about it? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a, a, you and I have
1: talked before about, and this is kind of one of my questions, Joe, how do you not enable them? How do you, you know, you can bring a kid in and provide some meals and, and some different things, and... So where do you draw the line with these guys where you say, okay, it's time for you to own what you're doing and move to the next level
0: versus them staying in your house for the next 20 years. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we've not had any issues with that. And, um, uh, that's, that's a good thing. Um, uh, I don't have a desire to have a lot of adults live in our house. <laughs> so, you know, what does that look like? You know, if someone's in school and college and really growing, you know, and they, they needed a, a place to stay and it made sense. I mean, uh, you know, we're certainly going to live, look at that. These these are folks we have relationship with. So hmm. it typically, we get to know them, get to know a situation. However, um you know, I, I'm i not going to do things that are unhealthy. I, I look for giving people a hand up, not a hand out. Mm. Um, and it happens. I know the difference. Most of us know the difference mm. when someone is using you or using a situation versus needing authentic help. Mm. And I I ask God to give me that discernment. And um, so I'm comfortable in those situations, I might err on the gen- side of generosity. My wife might think I do. Um, and she's a very generous person also. But sooner or later, I get it. Uh, th- there's a point at where it's unhealthy for that person.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're not quite ready. Yes. Yeah. So... uh how does this work with the rest of the family and especially your wife, Kelly? Mm -hmm. Because I know part of our work here is always working for unity within the marriage on decisions, big decisions that we make, right? Like what's, are we unified? And I can't imagine this going over well, if you and Kelly weren't on the same page, how, how does that work?
0: Well, it's just worked i'm not, i'm not going to say there's not times that um maybe um we're not exactly on the same page but kelly sees the peace and comfort that gets brought by mm. uh people being in our home she sees it and that warms her heart also she has a similar heart mm-hmm. and i think that's important so um you know if you know i may i may do things a little bit differently if it wasn't um, for Kelly's opinions. Not, I'm not saying better, but differently. Mm-hmm. Um, however, yeah, I have a responsibility to pay attention to my family, who we bring in the house, who we don't, how yeah. they disrupt the you house. You can think I, of
1: safety risk and sa- stuff sa- like that. You know, yeah.
0: safety risk, and uh, uh, you know, when my family was younger, when I had younger girls in the house, uh, I paid more attention to those types of things. Uh, As we were we were working to be we were foster parents and things like that, but I think um, you know at the end of the day it's something I'm always taking into account. The the wonderful thing is my children have the same kind of heart, Mm. and I'm really proud of that. Um, Most of these people were are their friends. That's how they got to our house in the first place. Yeah, we invite kids over, and we you know, and um, so I'm 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 proud that to leave a legacy, to have a legacy of kids who think the same way.
1: Yeah, that's that's really neat because, you know, again, that's not impacting just that kid. That is impacting the next generation. Yeah. So that's really, really good stuff. Um, so I know that you've had some involvement in Big Brothers, Big Sisters, mm-hmm. okay? So is any of what you're doing now related to that, or is it
0: just of the same heart? Well, I'll tell you how I got started. I've always wanted to accomplish great things my entire life. And, you know, accomplishing great things is really a matter of opinion. Mm -hmm. But I say this, when I wanted to start helping people in a bigger way, I wanted to do something grandiose. And I realized that there's a flaw in how I thought. It was probably more about me. Mm. And I decided I'm going to help one person. I'll be true to myself. Let's start helping one person. And so I looked into Big Brothers and Big Sisters, and which, by the way, I think is an unbelievable organization. Uh, there's a huge need for adults to get involved. There's, a, there's more than enough children that need to be helped. Mm. And it, it's as simple as you can have lunch with a child once a week at school, and it makes a difference. So I've been doing this six, seven years, two different children um, involved. But um, it was my it was me saying hey i'm gonna, i'm going to do what i say i'm going to do and i'm i'm going to impact one kid's life mm-hmm. for the better and but what's happened is i don't know the bible says god says if you trust it with a little you can be trusted with a much i feel blessed that more young people have come my way mm. that have entered my life that's how that's how i feel about it yeah, and yeah. so i just walk through that
1: mm. I think that's a really interesting point. I feel like sometimes we, um, want to plan out our direction in life, you know, like, well, this is what I want to do. And then we start to find that God brings other things in and Mm -hmm. we really don't even seek it out. One of the things that I've shared many times before, even though I I talk a lot about strong dads and, and I, you know, talk about our own boys and we've adopted kids and all of that, um, I've shared my story many times with um, anxiety disorder, Mm -hmm. struggling with anxiety, okay, early on in our marriage. And uh, men are of the slowest of the group to get help for anxiety. I don't have any sign out in front of our office that says, men with anxiety, welcome. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I get an incredible amount of men that walk through my door And within 15 minutes, we're talking about an anxiety problem that they have. Uh, And I just don't like, I go, wow, okay. So this is where we're going today. You know, so to your point, like it's not really in my plan, but it's something now that I see is valuable. So Mm -hmm. really neat stuff there. Um, All right, so. The the bottom line here is we are talking about pouring into young men. Mm-hmm. And um, I think part of, of our mission here is this conversation, All right, Our mission of there's so many things we could talk about. We could talk about politics and religion, and, and we could talk about sports, all kinds of different things. But my fear is that this conversation is not taking place enough. Mm-hmm. That us and we're, and it's not taking place enough because us men don't want to talk about it because it's too close to home. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: All right. And so, part of my challenge through this is not just having you on to tell a little bit of your story, but that we would start making this more of our conversation among men. In other words, challenging other men well, what are you doing first and foremost with your own kids? right? Yes. First and foremost, your own, right? And then after that, like, what are you doing to just making sure that, that fathers are being good fathers and boys are having a father, you know? Um, How do you feel about calling fathers out, young fathers or whatever middle-aged fathers that you know are absent? Do you ever go like the boys that you're working with? Do you ever go to their father and say, Hey, You know, this guy actually
0: needs you. Mm -hmm. Um, Not tremendously. Mm -hmm. And maybe I should. Um, More often, I have those fathers thank me for what I'm doing for their children. Mm. And I try to encourage them the best I can uh, about that. But I think it's a real struggle. And... Unfortunately, those fathers just don't have a solid foundation. Mm. And this anxiety you talk about is such a humongous issue. I have a favorite Bible verse, Psalm 127. If the Lord doesn't build the house, the builder builds in vain. If the Lord doesn't watch over the city, the watchman stays uh, awake in vain. It is in vain that we go mm. less, late to rest, early to rise, eating the bread of anxious toil. Mm. How many times in our lives are we like, we're called to be men, something Mm -hmm. tough, and we don't know how to do that. We don't have a foundation to be that individual, that leader in our home, that person that's willing to give up their life for their wife Mm. and um, that attitude. So we don't have that foundation. And so um, there's so many. I'm thankful for this resource of Strong Dads rock-solid families and there's other organizations that are starting up people in the community are recognizing that you have the foundation of God and then the foundation of the family which led by the man mm-hmm. and it's just the way it is that's not a man that says you will I will you will fall under my leadership that mm-hmm. that's a man that says I love you, honey, and she wants to be led in the home mm-hmm. because of the way that you treat the family and that she knows that you have her best interest in mind. And I think that uh, I think that uh, this is an epidemic issue, but I'm excited because it's becoming more obvious to people mm-hmm. that men need to be taught, and there's resources starting to pop up in the community like your organization.
1: Yeah. Man, I I appreciate the the words to that because that's exactly the narrative that I would like to see more of and that we, I believe, is essential. And I think speaking to what you uh, just mentioned there, our culture has... You know the pendulum always seems to be in motion. It doesn't just mm-hmm. get stuck somewhere. You know the pendulum is swinging back and forth. And you know, uh, as men, I think we lost our right in a lot of ways because we deserve to lose our right mm-hmm. because we we lost our way of being the men that God desired us to be. Right. Um, and and so you know now we're we're paying for that. Right. We're paying for that. We're saying the ladies are saying you can't treat us like that anymore. Um, but I've also yet to deal with a lady that comes in for couples work and they don't want a strong husband. They Mm -hmm. all want a strong husband. They all, I mean, they're like, no, I I want him to be able to care for us. I want him present. I want him in my kid's life and they they don't ever talk about, I want him to have money. Mm -hmm. I want him to drive fancy cars. They don't do those things. And so just to your point, like it just is that way. We also know that from the statistics, you know, um, and and, and this is not a point to argue. This is a fact. The idea that so the dad goes, goes the family. Mm -hmm. You know, if a dad brings his kids to church, I believe it's like 80% chance that the kids will continue. If Mm -hmm. mom brings the kids to church, it's like below 20% Mm -hmm. that they'll stay. Mm -hmm. And it's why there is a sense of strength within a man that is attractive to the kids Mm -hmm. but mom is that nurturer and by default you are the hero Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know you you are the hero right like my dad can beat up your dad right that's the little boy talk and so i i don't think we should discredit that but we have to use it well right right so Well, Tony, I want to thank you uh, for just the work that you're doing, uh, the heart that you have. Um, I oftentimes wish my heart would be, uh, there's times where my heart gets hardened in these Mm -hmm. situations where I'm like, ah, you know, Um, but I love the word you, you convicted me with, oh, we still have to be available. We have to be available, and people will come when they're ready to come. Uh-huh. So I want to thank you for the work you're doing and the words that you put out there. Is there anything that you would like to say or challenge just our our, our strong dads out there? Anything that you would like to add as we close up?
0: Um, I think I, I would just leave you with this thought, and you reminded me of it yesterday in another discussion, and that is in some ways as men, I think that we're kind of like the 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 uh, dream makers. Mm-hmm for the young boys, that we all have dreams, we want to accomplish dreams, and I think if we can think of ourselves as someone who's trying to protect and encourage dreams, that um, that's a love language that most boys can pick up on. Mm. And I'm always reminded uh, of how uh, most young men want to do good things. Mm. Uh, They want to please their fathers. Um, it's, it's inside of them. And it's really for us to be the type of men that, um, we would be excited about our boys being. And if, if, if we've messed up in our own family, it's never too late to start. I've been married 22 years. I, I, I bombed twice before I was 30. Mm -hmm. God, God's used the last 25 years to dramatically change my life. It's never too late. Mm -hmm. And I've used all my brokenness to help people. So, um, just encourage you, you're, you're the keeper of dreams. You can either, uh, help people help these young men, dr- uh, dream more, or you can crush them. And I just encourage you in that area.
1: Man, love those words. I think that's a huge part of uh, of all of us. When you stop dreaming, you often stop living mm-hmm. because dreams are based off of hope, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're kind of a an energy source um, that comes out of hope. So that is just really a good point to, to end on. All right. So, uh, Tony, again, thank you for your time. Thank you for, thank you for your work. Uh, again, we want to thank our sponsors. We want to thank Quality Auto Mart and Casey's Outdoor Solutions for the work that they do in our community as well as just supporting our programming. I also um, I want to thank all of our Strong Dad listeners out there and also our moms. We often have more moms that say they listen to a show and they go, honey, you should listen to this. <laughs> and so we want to thank all of our listeners. Do us a favor. Give us five-star ratings so that we can be elevated and up on the uh, search engines so that people can find these kinds of shows and these kinds of conversations. All right? Uh, We also, you know, we often feel like shows or topics maybe don't hit us personally, but I bet we know somebody it would benefit. And so share the show to people that you might think uh, would benefit from it. So again, we want to thank all of you guys. So do me a favor and go out there and be a strong dad. Thank you. Thanks, sir. Thank you. Casey's is a premier garden center and gift shop located in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Casey's offers a wide selection of plants, landscaping materials, home and garden decor, and gifts for every occasion. Casey's is committed to providing exceptional service, a unique shopping experience, and value to every customer. Stop in and see what makes Casey's so unique. Located at 21481 State Line Road, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Or call 812-537-3800. Let Casey's help you add beauty to your home.